0: Welcome to Surrey's Greener Future. In these podcasts we will identify ways where each and every one of us can do our bit to make a difference. We will also keep you updated about a number of local projects supported by Surrey County Council which are designed to improve the environment. In this edition, I talk to Mandy Johnson and Nigel Collin about the progress that they're making in their projects for Surrey's greener future. There is some great news from the Green Lungs of Stoughton team. They've successfully secured over £12,500 of Pocket Parks funding. This will allow them to get 15 trees planted on Stoughton Recreation Ground. This is the first part of the vision becoming a reality, and will give great opportunities for engagement with the community. Can you give me a brief idea of what your project is about?
1: Okay, my project is called um, Solution for Air Pollution, and it's about trying to get cars off the road, both unnecessary journeys, but mine was focusing on commuting. So trying to ask businesses to survey their staff to find out how they commute to work with the plan to either make changes in the business, so putting in showers or bike racks that the council could do, like another bicycle lane or extra bus stops or more frequent buses, or just get staff to have a think about their behaviour and change it if they can cycle. They may not realise they could. That's my project.
0: And I presume even car sharing would be an improvement?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Car sharing. So some companies already have it, so it's finding out why people don't use it. Or if they don't, then working out if there's any great car sharing apps in that local area. Or even if the businesses have their own um, pick-ups and drop off particularly popular train stations, for example.
0: So you are focusing on a particular part of Surrey at the current time?
1: Yes. So um, when I thought about this project, I didn't really think about how many businesses there would be, which is a lot in Surrey. So I've narrowed it down to Surrey Heath, which is where I live. And also I was going to include Woking purely because that's where I work as well. So I kind of know the area. So yes, those two areas I'm focusing on at the moment.
0: Have you got some companies interested yet?
1: I've emailed a couple out. I have to admit, I have had a little break from it. But I have had one company in Woking who've asked for the survey. So I have finished the survey. I'm going to try and personalise it slightly for each company. So then when I get the results, it will be per company. But then I can always amalgamate them to produce something for the council. Uh, But yes, one company has already started doing the survey.
0: Well, that's good news. And do you have any others who are kind of nibbling?
1: I had some last year who fell through because of company policy that they couldn't do something that wasn't in-house. But at the moment, I've got a couple of friends who work locally who are interested, but it's get having to go through each of those businesses to see if the person at the top will agree to do it. So I've got some kind of tester emails going out, but I need to be more on top of that going forward. I think I've got to give it a bit of a push. I'm going to try and attend a couple of business events for my area so that I can make some contacts and network with some businesses in my area.
0: Are you still in contact with the team at Surrey County Council?
1: Yes, they have been great. They've given me the list of businesses that I can start contacting. They had a look for all businesses that had more than 250 staff in the areas I am um, requested. They have also put me in touch with a couple of other businesses. And then they have set up the Facebook page and the LinkedIn page, which I've joined to hopefully help me network with people that would be suitable for this survey. And I'm gonna try and attend an event with Barry Hills businesses who are looking at running a sustainable event. So hopefully I might make some contact there.
0: Well, that sounds good. On a dark, wet and windy evening, I went down a side street in Clapham, entered a small yard knocked on the door. I could see a light was on so someone was there. The door was opened and I went in and was taken to an area where a number of other people were sat waiting. I was taking the tour at Growing Underground, an underground farm in the heart of South London. Our guide took us down a spiral staircase where the farming takes place 33 metres below the ground, using one of the deep air raid shelters built during the Second World War beneath the Northern Line. We could hear the trains above us. In this underground world we were introduced to a new way of farming herbs and salad crops. They use ultra-modern hydroponic systems which use 70% less water than growing the crops in open fields. In addition, All the nutrients are in this same hydroponic closed loop. The farm is lit by LED lighting and normally this is off during the day, only coming on if somebody's working on the crops. At night when there's off-peak power the plants have their daylight. Using these tunnels enables year-round cropping of pesticide free herbs and salads. There are no seasonal changes and no matter the weather outside the conditions inside remain constant. The company uses no heating. The heat generated by the underground above keeps this environment at a comfortable crop friendly temperature. The crops are grown on mats made from recycled surplus material from the manufacture of carpets. These are impregnated with seeds which germinate and then grow into the crops that are harvested and sold. All the equipment used in the process the racks on which the crops are grown, the controls for water and light, the line for harvesting and packing has had to be either brought down the spiral staircase or in the small lift that runs down the centre of the shaft. The company makes a point of using sustainable growing practices and is trying to become carbon neutral. This tour is fascinating, the crops taste delicious and it's all taking place in a part of South London that historically was part of Surrey. You can obtain the crops from growing underground from a number of sources, including Ocado and some branches of Waitrose and Marks and Spencers. 2020 sees the 400th anniversary of the voyage of the Mayflower from Plymouth. Many of the people who will be visiting Plymouth for the anniversary will be unaware of the new Plymouth Sound National Maritime Park. A maritime park is an area of the sea that has been set aside for recreational use or habitat protection, in many ways similar to a national park on land. The Chagos Marine Park in the Indian Ocean is the world's largest, but the most famous is the Great Barrier Reef. Figures have suggested that around 17% of Plymouth's children have never been to the seaside. The marine park is seen as a way of connecting people with their environment. The Royal Yachting Association is to work with Natural England on a £2.5 million four year scheme to improve five marine habitats. These habitats are the Isles of Scilly, the Fowl and Helford River areas, the Plymouth Sound and its estuaries, Solent Maritime, and also the Essex estuaries. The initiative focuses on preserving seagrass meadows in these five special areas. Seahorses, Stalked jellyfish, rare seaweeds and other protected species can be found in these seagrass meadows. These meadows are also important as fish nurseries. Seagrass cleans the seawater, stabilises the seabed and stores carbon in its leaves. Truly an underwater wonder plant. I'm with Nigel and we're talking about wildflowering. Nigel, tell me about the idea.
2: Well, basically, Tim, the idea is very simple. What I'm seeking to do is to organize a project so that we can arrange wild flowering, i.e. planting of wild seeds along uh, grass verges, uh, roadside verges, alongside roundabouts, and also other green spaces. And the reason for this is threefold. Firstly, it improves biodiversity. We all know we've got a climate change crisis going. We're losing a number of insects as a result, bees and butterflies in particular. These will be attracted to these wildflower meadows. We've also got the opportunity to enrich people's lives because flowers actually are an uplifting experience, so it improves the feel-good factor for the community. Community engagement will also be forming part of this so that the community can actually assist in finding locations, assist in looking after the flowers. And thirdly, there is a potential saving for the councils who are occupying uh, this space in terms of their annual cutting costs. And I would add that several councils have already done this successfully, Durham and Amersham being two in name.
0: So you're doing this as part of Surrey's Greener Future which is an initiative that you put this idea to last year and you no doubt thought, well, it'll be a good idea and it'll be easy to do. Has it been easy?
2: Well, to be absolutely honest, it's been far more daunting than I thought it would ever be. Um, There are a number of issues surrounding sites and their location. If you think about it, roads basically are potentially dangerous places to start seeding. You've also got to scarify, in other words, take off the existing grass and make the ground ready. You've got to test the soil to see what sort of plants will go in it. And then you have to actually arrange safety measures, particularly if you're on roadside verges. So those are a few of the considerations that are relative to this project. Roundabouts, the same sort of thing arises, but there you've got difficulties of sight lines, so you can't obscure the site of a car on the other side of a roundabout. Choice of plants is also difficult. I'm preoccupied with finding plants and flowers that will give a show all the year round. I don't want to have a six month show and then stalks coming out of the ground that doesn't give a good presentation to the community. And finally, we have got several communities interested but we are not able to do everything all at the same time, so we're having to establish what you might call a waiting list. This waiting list, do you think it will be a long time before you get to the end of it? That's a difficult question. I think what we've got to do is to tread uh, quietly and softly to actually see how this works. At the moment, we're delighted to be able to announce that we have got a pilot site organised with Surrey Highways, There are three stretches of the A217, which are going to be, if you like, seeded. We want to take pictures of the before, we want photos of the after, and obviously we want to have feedback from the community to see how well this has been embraced and regarded. So the seeding will take place. When would you expect to see the
0: plants actually showing a benefit?
2: Well... It would generally take two months. So let's say end of April, beginning of May through until October, something of that order. And obviously we have to take it gently, step by step, and it may well be that we will actually hold back on further sites until such time as we can see the results of this particular pilot. Now, that's not to say we're going to do nothing in the interim, We are very active looking at alternative sites and uh, further opportunities within Surrey as a whole. And how have you found the help from the council? Well, that's been a very interesting question. What's happened is that over the festive period, I actually looked at the results that we'd had of the showcase, which unfortunately I wasn't able to attend. There were some 19 people who registered their interest. These needed to be analysed to see how they fitted into the whole matrix. In the interim, it was agreed that I would be seeking Surrey's support for this because without Surrey's central support, the project would have no chance of success. What I have now achieved is that we have a cabinet member who is supporting this. We have a deputy who is a major individual in the highways department. And I've set up a committee of five people, three of whom are Surrey County Council employees who are very much involved in this. And the fourth and fifth, apart from myself, I'm the fifth, the fourth person is somebody who is a lady who's knowledgeable in this area and her particular forte is she gets things done. So Surrey initially were a little bit reticent, but now through pushing have come through very strongly and very supportive.
0: This is something that you believe is very important and you're passionate about.
2: Are you enjoying it? (laughs) Enjoyment is a relative subjective view. There are times when I'm absolutely delighted and times when I'm somewhat frustrated. At the moment, I would say that I am looking forward to seeing the pilot in operation, and yes, I am enjoying it because I have learnt a great deal... About the whole area, which to be honest with you, I knew very little about before I started. Thank you very much.
0: This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio as part of Surrey's Greener Future programme. Please use this material to help inform others.